We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP podcast. What I have for you today is a few days ago, I was on Be Alert News with Leon Benjamin, Pastor Leon, who was a guest on my show uh, the week before last. And he had Craig Scott on the show as well. Craig Scott is one of the beneficiaries of President Trump's criminal justice reform policies that were passed under the first term of the greatest president of our lifetime, Donald John Trump. So I was a guest on the first half in which uh, Leon Benjamin interviewed me and we talked about uh, an array of topics. And then he had me stay on for the second half of his show with Craig Scott, who has an amazing story that due to Biden and Clinton policies, he was uh, put in prison with a sentence of over 50 years for a crime that he did not commit, but they got him as part of a conspiracy. And what would have been 12 years was four or five X that because of the policies of Biden, Clinton, etc. So this, this was a very different show for me. Um, Craig Scott's story is amazing. Uh, we'll probably have him on the show uh, to dig deeper into this in the near future. But let me uh, replay for you my appearance on Be Alert News with Pastor Leon Benjamin and Craig Scott. So once again, the first half is me and Pastor Leon. The second half is Craig Scott, who is Pastor Leon's guest. And I'm the second guest also as part of that conversation. Enjoy. And I got a wonderful friend. He's not just a guest because he's been here before, but uh, James, black conservative patriot, base conservative patriot, big conservative patriot, booming conservative patriot. I got I got him with us today and we're going to talk about it. Why are Democrats failing and have failed and will fail in 2024 and why so many black and brown are leaving the Democrat party. You know, our saying here is black, brown, and white unite. And I have, again, James, he has his own show, which is very popular. It is booming. He got persecuted though, for standing out and telling the truth, uh, but he hasn't stopped. And I have him with me today to analyze and critique uh, this regime, this Biden administration, why it has failed, will fail, and why President Donald Trump will be our next president in 2024. Good morning, James. Good morning, Pastor Leon. Great to be with you. Big hug to the whole Be Alert News family. Yeah, look, well, big hugs to you, man. I, I am so excited to have you. And uh, thank you for staying on both, both parts because we have a, a guest coming up. I think you're going to be very, very uh, excited to, uh, to be with and to uh, 
be on the panel and just talk about what's going on in America right now and why, why, why do we see this as a no brainer that Trump, President Donald Trump will be the next president in 2024? Well, I appreciate uh, you having me on. It's a, it's a no brainer because President Trump going into 2024 and pre-inauguration of January 25th, 2025 is in a unique position where we can see a stark contrast between the winds of MAGA America First Trump policies and the failures of the Marxist par, uh, policies that the puppet Joe Biden has been the uh, his name is on the marquee, but he's not really the one running the show. But it's it's we're very it's we're a very unique place in history where we get a stark contrast from 2017 through beginning of 2021 with President Trump, then the absolute failures of the let's call it the Biden regime, and then you you everything from wars to inflation to high interest rates, to crime, to a porous open border. Everything, the, the misery index went the wrong way as soon as the stolen election happened and Biden was allowed to be inaugurated. And even people who are not political can see the stark contrast in their pocketbooks, in their wallets, and their bank accounts, in the prices of food and fuel, and it doesn't take a genius. It just becomes absolutely obvious. They've been propagandized. We have all been propagandized and lied, and a, a lot of people fell for that. But you can't fool people when it comes to the misery they're feeling because they don't have enough money, they're stressed out, their rent has uh, gone up, they're, they can't get a mortgage because the interest rates are high, and all the other things you can lie and and msdnc and cnn and the mainstream media and their friends and family can regurgitate all of the marxist talking points uh, with their trump derangement syndrome but at the end of the day people can feel for themselves the difference between trump and biden and it becomes completely obvious for everyone yeah it looks like it looks like the failures of the uh biden regime has been the vaccine vaccination shot <laughs> for TDS. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like every time they see what's going on all around us, they, they get healed from TDS. And it's only like a small group that still has it. I mean, they, they might need a double booster maybe, I don't know. They, they, they might need a little extra of the failures of the Biden regime. Uh, but why uh, in your and, and on your show, you cover extensively because you, you do a deep dive in what we call critical analysis. OK, so you're not just giving an opinion. You're putting out facts that say, OK, because of A, B and C, uh, you get D, E and F. And you, and you just follow the steps systematically uh, to show that you're not being biased. OK. Um, how do you come about, because a lot of people want to know, how do you come about getting your information and digging, you know, into it without 
sometimes personal feelings. I mean, some, sometimes you can't help it, right? You can't help it because all of us are pissed off, right? All of us are angry, but yet you, you keep it calm, cool, and collective. And, 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 and you're not always in 100% agreement with President Trump, okay? But, but how do you get your information? Okay, um, great question. I appreciate that, Pastor Leon. First of all, it has to do with my background. For those who are not aware, I'm an economist. I have a degree in economics, and I've uh, I've I've worked in finance and 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 money and analysis. That I'm I'm trained. I'm trained as an econometrist at, at, at several years ago to look at data, to emotionally put myself aside and just look at the numbers, look at the information and see what the information tells me. Uh, this, that's just how my brain thinks. That's how I've been uh, educated. And so when you look at the the numbers, I mean, let's just, let's just look at the numbers. Let's just say that I just landed on this planet, uh, Pastor Leon, and I landed in the United States and I had no idea of anything prior to 2016, okay? Or actually, let's just say I had I had knowledge of the second term of Barack Hussein Obama, and you look at the failed policies. Then there was angst in Syria. There was scare in North Korea. Uh, there was uh, you know the the economy, the uh, the extinction of the Bush bailouts. Just things were. They were bad, but but barely okay. Like things, were, there's a little bit of a recovery, and then you get this man, Donald John Trump, who was a businessman, highly opposed by the establishment, comes in and with all of the animus and all of the opposition, is able to get things to work almost immediately. The stock went up. Okay, the the, the stock market did well. Then we started to see things like uh, inflation staying at around three to four percent and just as an economist the 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 fed likes to have a, a, an inflation rate of two three percent that likes to target so generally if you see inflation at four percent or less just think of it as almost zero inflation that's just kind of that just means things are stable and we saw that almost immediately with president trump we saw him fight back uh, against the fed to make sure those things were uh, the state low. We've never really seen a president actually take on the uh, the Fed. The Federal Reserve System, by the way, is either federal nor do they have reserves. But we can go into that to some other time. Um, uh, the just just looking at data. Then wow. Then he starts to cut, like he said he would. He starts to to cut uh, all this unnecessary red tape and all of this unnecessary regulation, freeing up capital, freeing up businesses. Then he does things that are unique uh, to, because I know we started off this conversation with, with MAGA Black and Black and Brown people waking up or starting to support uh, Trump and, uh, and MAGA and America First policies. We see President Trump, he said, hey, he said to the Black community, look, what do you have to lose? The Democrats have been lying to you uh, for a long time. I, I love in the, in the MAGA Black ad video there, uh, you say that they, they come to the Black community uh, and then they forget about them until the next election. And and then uh, President uh, Trump said, hey, what do you have to lose? They, they they do this to you all the time. Just see what I can do for you. Then what, what does President Trump do? He does he does things that are fair and good and help the black community. Uh, opportunity zones. He 
He says, hey, look, you don't have to come begging to me every single year like Obama had you do for historically black colleges. Let's just build it in that the historically black colleges are going to get funding and are going to get some help. You don't have to come. You know, Obama wanted to be like a and Obama, the first black president, the first biracial president. Right. He wanted to make a big fanfare of like, look, I'm giving historically black colleges funding once again. And, you know, just all propaganda. President Trump is an efficient businessman and says, look. Let's just make this permanent. You don't have to come yeah. every single year. Let's just, you know, he did it right by them without making of it. Just, just did it right by the black community without it being a propaganda thing. It's very, it's until 2020 election. You didn't really hear President Trump going, "Hey, look what I did for the black community with with opportunity zones, with uh, with, with uh, justice reform, all of these things that the Democrats have always talked about doing. They talk about doing for elections." They don't do anything. And then four years later, or maybe the midterms, they might bring it up again. And then they forget about him again. And then what happened, remember, I, I talked about the, the, the sandwich between, you can see the stark contrast between, you know, we'll have a sandwich, I should say, when President Trump comes back in. You can see how great things were, the big fat bun of President Trump first term, how skinny things were during the, uh, the, 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 the meat of Biden, and then how fat things will be again sandwiched with the second term of, of Trump. But, and I say this, James. I just want to, yeah. because because you're 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 good. This is perfect. Um, how much help though? I ran for Congress, okay, in 2020 and 2022. How much help did he get though from the Congress, from the House, and from the Senate with all these things, the building of the wall, even, uh, you, you know, the, the 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 charging of China with the tariffs. You know, um, how all of the manufacturers started coming back. How much help did he get? Well, like, like I said, he had opposition from the from the very beginning from his own party uh, and from the Democrats. But because President Trump, believe it or not, people want to say, oh, he doesn't know anything about politics. He is a statesman. He was able to get coalitions. He was able to build a support uh, where necessary. He was able to convert people that were against him. Uh, that were part of the establishment, that are part of the establishment, to work with him on key things like Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz. You know, just he was able to build those co coalitions. He was able to get uh, people like Van Jones to get out there and say, hey, uh, justice reform. Everyone's talking about it. Trump is actually doing it. So uh, he had opposition, but President Trump knew how to build coalitions and knew how to build support. Maybe not for all of his MAGA America first policies, but if there was a pain point that was shared by certain uh, people, certain, uh, how should I say, certain factions w within the government, then he was able to build those coalitions. So he didn't always have support for everything he did, but he was able to coalesce people that were passionate and strong about certain issues and get them to work with him on both sides of the aisle. See now, because this is this is, we're going to talk, go on the other side and talk about the MAGA policies with our with our, our guests, um, especially the, the First Step Act, criminal justice reform, um, opportunity zones, helping HBCUs, uh, uh, lowering unemployment uh, in the Black and Brown community, and raising um, jobs like crazy. But the deep state, we're going to finish out this. I'll, I'll give us a critical, if I can say that, or a analytical analysis of what the deep state really is when we say drain the swamp and in 2024 what do you picture how do you picture analytically 
of the deep state or what we call the swamp, the shadow government. Okay, uh, simply the deep state are unelected people who are really running the government. So we have, uh, we're not a mob democracy, we are a republic. We are a constitutional republic in which we have a representative form of government. We elect our, at the state level, we elect our representatives and senators or however your state may have, but every state has a, a two legislative bodies that, that mimics or, or echoes or is representative of our federal system, our federalist system in which we have a, a, a Senate and a House of Representatives, and then we elect our presidents. We're kind of uh, unique in that in a lot of other Western countries and so-called democracies. They have their parliaments, they have their elected officials, uh, so a selected leader, but we directly elect our president as voters of the of the United States. But the deep state doesn't care about any of that. They they are they these are unelected unelected bureaucrats. These are lobbyists. These are the barren bankers. These are people. We call them elitists. Call them the cabal. Call them the deep state. There's several names, but they're the same thing. There are people behind the scenes that actually run the government. We may have this idea that our representatives go to Washington to represent us, but all they do is if they are actually duly elected and they didn't get there from a rigged election, they get to D.C. and then they're told, OK, it doesn't matter that you said that you're a Republican or a Democrat. You do not represent them. You are to be you are to do what we tell you to do. We are going to pay you to make sure that you continue to get reelected and then you're going to do our bidding. We are the bankers, we are the elitists, we are the 0.1% of the one percenters, and we are gonna tell you how to- wait, wait, hold up, you said something very, very, very wise there. We're gonna pay you to keep doing what we want you to do. Is, is, is that maybe how uh, AOC is now a millionaire now? Off of a $172,000 a year salary? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> how yeah, has yeah. she become a millionaire all of a sudden? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 you know, how are the Pelosi's worth so much money? How is it that politicians go in? How is a uh, middle class Joe, a multi, multi, multi millionaire with his uh, a a annual uh, a salary of, you know, what was whatever it was, you know, because, yes, they are paid. They are paid uh, directly Ooh. through uh, lobbyists. Their family is paid. Just but yes, they, they are paid several ways. We could do a whole other seminar about how they're paid. But to, to, to put a finality to your question, the deep state are people that are unelected, they do not represent us, and they tell our representative, mm. our, our representatives how to vote and what to do. And that's why you often see people vote, whether it's judges, politicians, or others, vote against their own principles, and it doesn't make any sense. It's because they were told what to do. Wow, look. <laughs> That's straight from BCP. Analytical, non-biased. Uh, you know, you, you gotta understand, we're gonna go on the other side and we're gonna talk about macro policies. We got a guest that's gonna be with us, and we 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about why, why MAGA, MAGA policies, why, why, whether whether they're liberal, independent, democrat. Black, brown, and white, it doesn't matter. There's a big shift. How we fight this now, 
is going to be is going to determine how much we're able uh, to analyze data. How much of the fake news is is going to be effective this time in 2024 is going to be up to us. How how much of the fake news media is going to play? How much social media platforms like Google, Twitter, uh, Facebook are going to play in the elections in 2024? I believe is going to be up to us and people like James. Okay, that keep the analytical flow, the streams, the rivers of truth coming to us. And platforms like Brighteon, my goodness, we're, we're going to need to come together. So look, we're going to come back on the other side. Very special guest. James is going to come back with us, BCP. We'll be right back after a few short messages from our sponsors. All right, look, we're back. And this has been a very exciting show today with my dear friend, BCP, Black conservative patriot, James, who is definitely expanding uh, and doing some great things uh, in broadcasting and some other great, exciting things, too. Um, he's also a businessman and uh, entrepreneur, uh, family man, loves God, loves country. Uh, look, I got a very special friend that has stayed with me uh, from the first half of the show, uh, James, BCP, and I got my special guest, first time with us. Craig Scott, and uh, he has a testimony, y'all. You got to hear it. You know, we talk about MAGA, MAGA policies and all of that. Uh, James and I are, are going to drill his head today, find out what's inside of this guy. And uh, we want to know, Craig Scott, MAGA policies, you have your own personal testimony and journey and experience in meeting uh, President Donald Trump and, and knowing uh, what those MAGA policies, can you kind of tell the audience a little bit about yourself and why you are so for President Donald Trump? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much, uh, uh, Leon, for having me uh, on your show. And um, to get right, you know, right to it, uh, basically back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I was heavily involved in the uh, black militant movement that was going on at that time. Um, participating in a lot of protests against the uh, apartheid regime in South Africa, pushing for black studies and college uh, uh, programs, things of this sort. So I was very much involved in that, uh, you know, in that movement. Uh, eventually, I would uh, adapt a um, an approach to that movement that was very, very militant. Uh, there was an organization called the Black Liberation Army, which was a spinoff from the Black Panther Party. And this organization, one of the tactics that they would utilize was robbing white-owned banks, using that money to then turn around and fund Black cultural events, Black educational programs, things of this sort. So I began to basically adopt that same uh, tactic. So myself and some other brothers of like mind were, uh, were, were doing this. And eventually, uh, because I was married, my wife basically was encouraging me to stop involving myself in that sort of activity. So... I stopped, but um, as fate would have it, uh, they went on uh, a mission basically without me, end up being caught, and one of the persons that was caught wrote my, my name down, and I basically uh, was indicted and arrested for that offense. Um, right when I was indicted, uh, Joe Biden and Bill Clinton had just passed the uh, 1994 crime bill. And they changed the entire sentencing structure and law that I would face. And normally for that offense, I would have received 10 to 12 years. 
But under the Biden and Clinton uh, uh, law, I end up receiving 52 years as a first time offender. Um, 52 years. Not a shot was fired. Not an individual was hurt. No one was even personally robbed, if you will. But because of that draconian law that uh, Clinton and, and Biden put together, myself and uh, other brothers like me would end up uh, having to serve that sort of sentence. So um, as fate would have it, um, 26 years later, um, Donald Trump would become the president, approximately. And he actually saw this injustice. He recognized it. He knew that this was something that was uh, disproportionately ill-affecting the black and brown community. And he used his presidency to actually do something about it. And he told Congress to bring him a law that he could sign that would uh, bring an end to that, uh, that draconian law. And they signed it. They came up with the uh, First Step Act. And in that act, uh, there were changes to the sentencing that I was under. And the judge now had a tool by which she could grant myself and others like me the relief and the uh, release that we were uh, in dire need of. So, um, um, and uh, James might know a little bit more about this too, about the First Step Act. Um, the First Step Act, what, what is that, James? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm not well-versed in all the particulars of it, but it was a vehicle by which these cases could be looked at again, uh, reviewed, and then uh, proper justice as in uh, this case. So I don't remember all of the uh, the details of the uh, the first step back, but I know that part of it was like uh, has been mentioned here, there could be a review of the facts and post sentencing, look at if justice was actually served. So in, in your case, your name was mentioned, you weren't even involved in that crime. Wow. Is that correct? Now, now, let's, you know, I don't want any uh, mistakes to be made. I was involved in previous uh, in, in previous ones, but right. not the offense, not the offense right, right. By, by which you exactly. indicted. Right. But at the time they had a conspiracy law. So all it required was an individual to basically implicate you in other, uh, uh, you know, offenses. So that's how I was able to be convicted for crimes that, you know, the crime that I wasn't even involved in. Yeah. <laughs> It got me when I heard your testimony in Atlanta, I was at a meeting uh, with some of my friends down there with Timothy uh, oh, and, yeah. and a lot of the guys there with Frederick Douglass Leadership Institute and uh, a, a national voting, uh, awesome voting organization for ACB. What's yeah. more blacks? What was the name of that organization, by the way? Because uh, you were very, very <laughs> prolific speaker doing this event. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Americans for Citizens Voting. Uh, yes, yeah. By uh, uh, it's an organization led by uh, Mark um, uh, Jacobs, and it's all about the importance of, especially with regard to the African American vote, about protecting our uh, right to vote and not extending it to anyone who just kind of crosses the border. Uh, we've worked a lot, we've made a lot of sacrifices in order to have the right to vote as black Americans. And we don't wanna see that vote watered down by basically a party trying to take advantage of people who are coming into the country. What made it so pertinent for you? Because voting 
<laughs> getting oh, your yeah, voting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, talk to me, man. Yeah, Why? To me. This... Yeah, listen. Well, you talk know, to me. It's just a matter of fundamental fairness. Um, after serving 26 years in uh, federal prison, I went in as a U.S. citizen. I served the time as a U.S. citizen. When I was released, I had three years of probation. But even though I was still an American citizen, because of that probation, I could not vote. For three whole years, I could not participate in that fundamental right. To now turn around and give that right to people who are coming into the country, oftentimes illegally, people who are coming into the country without any intention on being an American citizen, without any intention on having any kind of allegiance to this country, they can exercise a right to vote while actual American citizens cannot, is just fundamentally unfair. And so um, that's one reason why I was such an advocate for what ACV was uh, uh, advocating and basically trying to awaken my own community to how important it is for us to preserve the integrity of our right to vote over others who uh, basically really should not be qualified to do so. Yeah, J J James probably knows us a lot. BCP, um, this borders, being mm. out in California. Uh, James, come on, the fight is on now. And uh, your, your whole family, you, you, you have already shared this on your show multiple times. Uh, your wife, uh, you, 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 you actually have, a, you're, 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 you're black, but you're also, is it Puerto Rican? I'm trying yeah. to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, half, I'm half black, half Puerto Rican and uh, Puerto Ricans are obviously U.S. citizens. Um, but, uh, most people are surprised to find out that I actually learned to speak English when I was about five years old. Uh, Spanish was my, my first language, but, uh, yeah, my wife's from Mexico and we did everything the right way. She, she came here, um, as a student. And uh, and then once we you know once we got married, we had to go through all of the legal things for her to go from being you know a, a student on a student visa to going to becoming a green card and then eventually becoming a citizen, which of course involves lots of paperwork proving to an immigration officer that our marriage wasn't arranged, that those two children that we had added by the time that we got her citizenship were actually uh, children uh, from a legitimate marriage that was uh, built on on love and respect and uh, in the eyes of God. And so what happened was that. Uh, uh, we have family members on my wife's side that want to do things legally. Uh, I have someone very dear to me on my wife's side of the family that has been denied a visa several times to come to the country. This is a, a person that owns property in Mexico, that has a business, that pays taxes, that just wants to come and visit, for instance, my very infirmed father-in-law and visit other family, but is denied every time he legally tries to come in. Mm. But And he's an honorable person. He will not come illegally to the border, but if he did, he'd get a red carpet and he would probably get all of the uh, services that he wants that, does, that he doesn't even require or even wants. He just wants to come visit family and be able to spend some extensive amount of time. But because the immigration laws are so messed up uh, and then with Biden even worse, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have that. So, yeah, it irks me that people can come in to the front of the line. People can come in and take away the, the voting rights of actual citizens that are being denied their rights. Uh, for instance, we have a stolen election a few years ago is really irksome. I, 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 I completely understand, you know, and obviously this is not a racist thing. They always try to make it a racist thing. I'm racist, really. My wife's Mexican and I'm half Latino. So it's, it's a ridiculous statement. It's just a matter of fairness and equity under the law. 
Equity in the law means that we all get treated fairly, not that someone has an advantage over someone else. And that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, uh, look, Craig, where's the focus now? Because you are a prolific speaker. I heard you speak, so I, I know, I know you, you could put it out there. Um, yes, sir. In 2024, you know, how can we help you? Where is your niche? What, what, what is it so that we, because I, and I, I would love, I'm going to connect you with, with BCP, with James. What, yes, sir. How can we help you? Because you, you, you got, you got a platform of your own. Um, but, but how can we pray for you? How can we help you as far as where you're going? Well, I think, um, my biggest asset is that I can speak to a segment of the black community that usually the you know traditional black conservatives don't really have the lingo to speak to and um if i can basically be given you know broader and bigger platforms in order to one share my own testimony my own story and to just make it clear in terms that uh segments of uh, the society that i come from can better understand because one of the main things that we must we absolutely have to do is destroy this whole narrative about Trump the racist. And I can do that. I can uh, very much share, uh, listen, because I'm not the only person who's benefited from that law. The man made a systemic change in a draconian law that absolutely changed the lives of so many black Americans. And I can articulate that like nobody else, if you will, at least I think so. <laughs> and um, so I, I, I welcome any opportunity to come and speak at churches, rallies, or platforms like this in order to um, to share my story and to get people to basically open their minds and, and begin to see some some real light about what's going on. Yeah, well, um, James, as you know, they hit you on YouTube. <laughs> wow. Knocked you off of YouTube because basically he was telling the truth. And, 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 and now uh, the platform has expanded, of course, because you're multiple places how can how can we follow you because obviously this thing is going to expand in 2024 um how can we get your merchandise <laughs> you know you got, you got gear you know how can we how can we follow you and, and and get and get this train going in 2024 well i appreciate that pastor leon and by the way uh my i wish my uncle were alive to hear you um he was a black panther and wow. uh you know, uh, that's why at 15, I was reading the autobiography of Malcolm X and uh, be, be, becoming a, a very independent uh, thinker and very early on knew the truth about the uh, uh, the the liberal, the white liberal, true racist. Peace. Peace. Uh, but uh, you can find the best place to find me is at bcpextras.com, bcpextras.com uh, or therealbcp.com. And uh, I'm also on not as much, but uh, if you want an introduction to me, uh, you can go to bcp.news. That is my Rumble channel. But the easiest and best way to hear what I have to say is the BCP podcast. It's what I mentioned are different places you can catch the show. It's called the BCP podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google, iHeartRadio, Audible, all of those platforms. You can easily find all of the podcasts at bcppodcast.com or go to bcp.news uh, and catch me on Rumble. And uh, that's the best way uh, to find me. Yes, I had almost a million subscribers on YouTube when they canceled me, 
for telling the truth. Uh, but in the spirit of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and all of those um, who didn't always uh, have things go their way because the establishment wanted to silence them, we march on and get that the word out. So that's how you can find me. Yeah, you know, I actually got me a BCP sweatshirt too. I should have brought it and <laughs> showed it. But but you, you got some gear. Where can they purchase your gear? You got the mugs, you got the shirts. Yeah, if they uh, if they go to any of those platforms, there will be uh, a link there. Uh, it's uh, bcpmerch.com. Uh, but there's a link to... Uh, uh, the biggest thing is I want to get people to hear what I have to say, and then any platform they go to, there will be a link there to the uh, to any merchandise that they want to uh, support uh, the show. Uh, just come to the show, and if you like it, you will find the link to purchase the merchandise. And, and people can support it, too, like a monthly subscription. Uh, isn't there a way that if they want to contribute? Because, look, a million subscribers, you are getting ads supported you know, benefits, you know, and, and so can they do that with you now? Can they subscribe? Yes, yes, absolutely. If they go to bcpextras.com, uh, they can subscribe or the real bcp.com. It's the same show. They can just pick which platform uh, they, they want to, to see it on. And I do appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, before it was ad supported. So that, you know, it, it was uh, free to the, con to the consumer, but the ad support uh, model, it no longer is available to us. We are dependent on uh, on subscribers uh, to keep the show going and what have you. So yeah, so if they go to any platform, they can uh, pick the platform they like, and there's an option to support us there. Yeah, well, I appreciate it so much. One of the reasons why I love to have all three of us on because we're going to bring this back. Look, in 2024, we're going to blow up the airwaves Please. with with not just MAGA MAGA Black, you know. But the, the policies, um, mm. Craig, look, we're going to close out. I want you to tell tell the tell the listening audience, the alert family, the policies of Trump. Why do they make sense? Policies of Trump make sense because they are positively affecting regular people, working class people, lower class people, justice impacted people, uh, people who are who are basically left out of the loop by the elite. A, a situation that is happening. Um, policies were so profound that even while I was incarcerated, while he was the president, we were getting calls from families and friends about how entrepreneurship was growing. Uh, my own family members were able to purchase homes. Uh, there was just so many opportunities and so many things that were happening under his uh, presidency. And most importantly, especially for persons like myself, Families were reunited. The healing process was begun under his administration because he used a policy that addressed the systemic problem as opposed to the anecdotal solutions that Obama and Biden uh, tried to utilize. So his policies are affecting regular people, and that's why his policies are as, as profound and as good as they are. Wow. That 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 hit home, didn't it, uh, James? Yes, it did. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank you, Craig. Well, I, the well, well articulated. I love I love when he said the healing of of the families, the healing of the communities, black, brown, and white. You know, it it, it goes all across the board. People were getting healed 
And that's not just going to heaven, y'all. We're talking about financial healing, uh, spiritual healing, social, emotional, economic healing. I mean, look, as we close out today, you guys got to pray. Please pray for James, BCP, and for Craig, because we are going to be an, an, an awesome, awesome force in 2024. So look, we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and um, look, from time to time, just think about this. If it wasn't for Jesus, if it wasn't for love, if it wasn't for hope and faith, if it wasn't for camaraderie, if it wasn't for people who just want to say, can't we all just get along for real and do something about it, where will we be today? God bless. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.